1: Everything gets better, even through the troubled times. Everything gets better. All you
0: have to do is smile. Everything
1: gets better. I had someone challenge me about the song. Everything gets better. And they were a little sarcastic, maybe even pessimistic. And I was like, well, I guess it's based on experience. In my experience. Everything can get better. Here's why. With God, all things are possible. See, possibility always goes with can. C A N, like, can I go? Well, see, when I was growing up, can I meant it's possible, but may I denoted permission. May I go with you? See, that was asking permission. Can I go? Is it possible? And the retort often was, it's possible. However, I have not allowed you. Oh, oh, see, oftentimes that's what we do. We expect God to answer our prayers based on our perception. So remember what Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. That's the key with him, not by yourself. See, a lot of times people want God to do what they want on their terms under their circumstances and conditions. But when God does not, now all of a sudden God failed them. Well, you didn't do it with God. You you left him out. So why not ask the Lord? One of the things I realized in this beautiful Resurrection Sunday season is that towards the end of the Lord's life on the earth, aside from all the festivals, I mean, he had to go get a house ready for Passover. Well, he had the disciples do it. But the other thing is he was preparing to die. I thought about it in a way. All of us are actually preparing to die, but nobody prepares. Isn't that interesting? I'm supposed to be a Christian. And this preacher was comparing Christians of today to Christians of yesterday and I said, the last I checked, Jesus the same, yesterday, forevermore, Hebrews 13.8, if you have a challenge on that, connect at com. Why? Because when you listen to this show, you have to understand that the whole concept of carrying the burden, it's not carrying like a bag. I met someone last night and she was so excited. Oh, carrying the burden. And I said, who wants to carry a burden? Think about what you just said. And she said, oh, wait, what did you say? I said, caring, C-A-R-I-N-G. I know they sound just alike, but if you take your time with it, you'll hear the difference. She said, oh, I do already. So who's caring? Aha. Well, that's my challenge part two. Are you caring at all today? Do you care? Well, for whom do you care? For what do you care? Do you care? A lot of people cared about a big basketball game this week in San Diego, I mean, everywhere in the San Diego State University area where I just happened to be, there were bars filled with people and restaurants packed out. The grocery stores were full of lines with people with liquor and chips and all kinds of stuff, right? It let me know that there was a festival going on, very similar to Passover. Now, am I Jewish? No. Am I a Christian Jew? No. So what's the point of talking about Passover? What people forget is that before Jesus went to the cross, he actually was Jewish. Was he not? You can challenge that if you have another answer for me. Let me know. Lorraine Carroll, right? That's me. So all you got to do is either go to the podcast, any podcasting station you want. Check out the podcast. You can also go to KPRZ, 1210 AM. Look us up on local podcasts right there on the website, K-P-R-Z dot com. When you do the drop down box, you're looking for carrying the burden. That's me, Lorraine. And let me know at connect. It's real simple. Connect at Lorraine dot com. That's the email address. Someone said, do you get tons of letters because the things you talk about are so provoking? And I'm sure you have a lot of and. Antagonists out there. I'm like, if I do, I have yet to meet them. So if you are the antagonist, I do want to hear from you too. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So think about this. Jesus was in the earth before he died. He was Hebrew according to the faith and practice of what he did on paper. But remember, Pharisees, Sadducees, all these people came to challenge how he acted in the earth. I thought you were a good little Christian. Wait a minute. He he was the Christ. So they came to him, and they would challenge him about the law. And they would say, the law says, and you're doing this on the Sabbath, and who do you think you are? You Do you think you're above us? You think you're better than us? Well, that's sometimes what people do to us as Christians. They, or wait a minute, do I have it backwards, or do we do it to them. Well I'm I'm better than you because I don't drink liquor and I don't get drunk. <laughs> it's subconscious behavior. It's gone on for a long time especially in America. Western culture, we've got to get it together in our Christianity. This judgment thing we've had going on, yeah, it has killed a lot of people. I said it killed, K I L L E D. Like Satan kills, yeah. <laughs> Satan comes to kill still destroy you forgot? I had to remind myself of that. See, sometimes we think killings are what we see on TV, movies, what we hear in the news. People are walking around every day murdered in their spirit. Yeah. But Jesus said, I have come that you can. It's possible. You can have life. You can have it more abundantly, better than what you've been living like. So you think you're alive now? It can get better with me. See, that goes back to the song. So we've made full circle here. Everything gets better with Jesus. So I made the disclaimer, with the Lord, all things are possible. You've got to join yourself to Him. He's the one that can help you make it better. He's the one that can make it better. He's the one that can actually make you better if you let Him. That's the contingency part too. Can, if, they're all cousins because they're contingent upon allowance A lot of us won't allow the Lord in. Oh, I got it. I'm good, Jesus. How do we do that? We don't say those words to the Lord. We just show him better than we tell him. You heard me. You act like you don't need him. Uh, We usually will call that arrogant. Mm -hmm. Have you been acting arrogant towards the Lord? When have you said, Lord, I need you? Today. (laughs) Ah, You thought I was going to say lately. No, today. When have you said that? Did you say it as soon as you woke up? How about when you were shaving? Shampooing your hair? I don't know. What were you doing when you said, I need you, Lord? Driving your car? Pulling out weeds? Uh, uh, Cooking? When was the last time you told the Lord, I need you? The Lord counts on you to let him in. Remember? He knocks. But you have to let him in. There's an old country song that says, won't you let him in? And the southerners that are not too ashamed to be Southern. I'm born and raised here in California, but I know lots of Southerners and the ones that are from the country, it doesn't matter, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Georgia, Louisiana, as they say down south, they'll tell you, hight up the windows. Well, a lot of people don't want to do that right now in these tornadoes. people are dying, and it's tragic, and it's sad. But in the summertime, when it gets really hot, they didn't, Usually have A.C. back in the day, and a lot of people just had to rely on the air. Even though it was humid, it was hot, and they had to fan. But they let the air in. Well, the Lord can be somewhat like air. Actually, he is. He's your breath. Remember? I've said that before. Stop breathing. Sure, they can resuscitate, but if you die... For sure, you will have stopped breathing permanently. It's a little morbid, but on this show, we have to deal with the morbid. Why? Because oftentimes, people that are receiving care usually are closer to death than seemingly life. Why? Usually based on age. Sometimes we have people that we take care of in our lives that are older, and based on their lifespan, they've been given pre addictions. They have ailments. They have diseases and conditions that say you don't have much longer. Can you imagine being 17 and told that? There's a different effect when you're a 17-year-old as opposed to being a 77-year-old. There's a different effect. What, what is that effect? I'm not 77, but from what I've been told, it's kind of depressing I've been told this by people 77 plus. It's a little discouraging. Who wants to hear that? One person told me. Nobody wants bad news about their health. I've heard some sarcastic expressions about dying. But is there any good news about dying? Well, for Christians, we get eternal life. And some people are like, well, that's not enough. Whoa, okay. So what do we do with that? See, as a caregiver, when you take care of people that are older, like I do, my mom, for example, they don't really care. (laughs) They don't care about what you have to say in regards to what? Uh, The encouragement and maybe the motivation to live. Because some older people have actually accepted that they are closer to dying than living more. They've had a lot of people gang up on them, whether it was family medical professionals. Did you know that there's a lot of third-class mail that comes to seniors that's very depressing? Life insurance policy mail. Yeah, these people have had insurance for years, but yet all of a sudden they're getting life insurance mailers. Where From where did this come? Why? Well, it's a system. You want to talk about it? You know about it? Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I know about it. It is definitely a system. And let me tell you, I call them cousins (laughs) because older people get third-class mail. Usually that has to do with things pertaining to their needs. And seemingly life insurance is more about death than life. I never understood that growing up. I thought life insurance should be about life, right? I was seven. It made sense to me. Life insurance, well, for your life, not for your death. It almost seemed like a contradiction. So the older you get, sometimes the more you feel like it's a contradiction because your life may feel like a contradiction to you. You've been in the church, you've lived this long life, and then you get to a place and you say, what do I have to show for it aside from my materialistic things? My house, my car. Oh, yeah, I've got kids. Yeah, okay what about my soul and my spirit? And those are the things sometimes the older people don't get a chance to talk about. Someone older told me, well, I'm not on the Internet. How am I supposed to get in touch with you? So we're working on that for you. Actually, we're getting some things together for the older people that do want to talk about caregiving and how they're receiving care that they don't like. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa. Are you going to tell on your caregiver? Yes, you are. Is that called elder abuse? Not necessarily. Well, what is that called? Discontentment. There are some seniors out there that are not happy with their caregiving situation. So it adds to depression. It adds to anger, bitterness. You think that, you know, you're a little edgy? There might be a reason. Maybe it's how you're being treated. You can be mistreated yet be cared for at the same time. That just seems like such an oxymoron. Let's look at it on a bigger scale. I saw a homeless person with a dog. And honestly, in that moment, that dog did not look well-groomed. The dog looked a little malnourished. And all I could think of in that moment is that pets often do reflect their owners. We say that a lot, but it's actually true. And my heart was bleeding for the dog because I wanted to rescue the dog. Because I just felt like that dog needed a little more than what I could see. At the end of the day, though, I couldn't take the dog. I couldn't rescue the dog. I couldn't take the dog away from the person. So what happens to the dog? I don't know. What about you? What happens to the older person who's not getting the type of care that they want or need? What happens to them? Oh, they just go in the old folks' home. Who's going to pay for it? Oh, yeah. Well, Don't they have systems and stuff in place for that? No. Oh, they don't? No. Who's going to talk about it with the old person? Well, don't we have governmental programs? Mm, Perhaps. Did you look into it? Oh, did you find out that oftentimes a lot of people don't even qualify? Wow. Yeah. It gets complicated, technical. And they don't qualify because actually they have too much money, but not enough money to pay for the care that they need every month, to not have the caregiver that they have. And, oh, yeah, it gets that complicated and that deep. So what are you, the listener, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit around and judge and look around and say, oh, I feel bad for them? Or are you going to consider that could be you one day? Should the Lord let you live that long? A lot of people don't like to talk about long-term care planning. They hear about it, and they think it's way off in the future. Uh, Some people need care now, and they're 27. They need care right now. They had a bad car wreck, and all of a sudden, they need care. Who's going to take care of them? But they're not dead, so life insurance doesn't cover that. Well, they can't go back to work, so who's going to take care of them? Have you thought about that? See, again, we've got to break the stereotypes of caregiving. With this show, Carrying the Burden, it's more than just talking about how Jesus cares, how much we care about each other, how we can care. But we also have to look at the reality of care in America. How is it affecting our daily lives? Do you care about not only yourself, but your neighbor? Remember that Bible we read, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. I like that one. It's in Mark 12. Start at the beginning. And when you get down to verse 31, you'll understand a little more about what Jesus was talking about. Have you thought about yourself? Have you thought about your neighbor? Do you think about your neighbor or do you only think about yourself? That's called selfishness. We've talked about that. What are we going to do? Selfish, selfless. They are always in odds with each other. Most of us opt to be selfish by default. We can't help it. It's just our go to. We were born in sin. We're just selfish. Yeah, we are. We don't like to admit it, and we don't want anyone to know it, even the person for whom we might care. Right. So if you are a caregiver, are you tired? Are you burned out? Oh, don't they have things for that? Mm, maybe. Have you looked into it? Let me know what you found out. Connect at com, And remember this, God cares. So when you get back to the beginning of everything we've been talking about leading up to the Resurrection Sunday, remember I said God cares. With God, all things are possible, but you have to do it with him. So that means you have to allow him to care, you have to let him care, and you have to believe that he cares. It takes faith just to believe that God cares, yes. First of all, you have to believe that he is, okay? That's the first part. Remember in Hebrews And then that he is a rewarder of them that, what? Here's the contingency. Are you ready? This is where the drum roll comes in. Um, Are you diligently seeking him? Ooh, diligently. Wow, that's a heavy word. No, most people I told you, we don't even say, I need you, Lord. We don't even thank the Lord for the day that he made. This is the day that the Lord has made. Yeah, that's what our Bible says. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Sometimes we take the be part of the scripture. I'm happy in the day. I'm glad about it. But we don't give God the credit for the day, the beautiful day. I live in San Diego. I do feel bad right now. Even here in California, we've got some people in the mountains dealing with some horrible snow. But here in San Diego, we've got beaches pretty much within 20 minutes of most of us it doesn't really matter where you live as long as you live within most of San Diego County. And guess what? Those beaches are there for us because the coast is sitting there waiting for us, sunny San Diego. And most of us take it for granted until it's time to pay what taxes? I call it the sunshine tax, as most of us do. Why? Because this is the part that we love. Sunshine, year-round, better than Florida, any day. I will take you to the table. Connect at com. I lived in the South. I know about that Floridian winter. Let's compare the numbers. Uh Uh-huh. Humidity in the summers? No, thanks. I love San Diego. This is my city. But it's also a chance for me to celebrate what I get every day. For the most part, great weather. But did I thank the Lord for that good weather? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, I'm going to the beach. That sounds like rejoicing. But I didn't thank the Lord that I can go to the beach. Even in spring, a lot of times people still are pulling out umbrellas, even snow boots in some states right around this time of year because it's April showers. Not here, not too much. We've got a lot of sunshine. Even today, my producer Todd was, like, excited about the sun outside. I am too. But what about the sun on the inside, that S-O-N? Have you thanked him for this S-U-N that you have Even if it is a horrible day, the daylight that you have is produced by the S-U-N. But who provided that S-U-N? From where did it come? If you're listening to this station, more than likely you believe that the sunshine came from the sun, the son of man. That's what he's referred to in the Bible, son of God, even son of David, S-O-N. So let the sun shine within. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you've got to acknowledge him. Remember, I just told you, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Are you looking for him on the inside? Have you asked the Lord, do I let my light shine? Because that's what I'm supposed to do, let the light shine. Now, I didn't say you have to be like extremely bright, but you do have to let it shine. Anytime a light shines, it's going to attract anyone when they're in the dark. Think about that. I love the concept of a big warehouse And a small birthday candle. If you light the candle, somebody might notice. But if there is no candle, everyone's in the dark. So look inside. Is your light on? Can someone see it? Wait, did you turn it on? How do you turn on the light? First of all, go to the Bible. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my pathway. There you go. It's that simple. Did you read the Bible this week? How about today? Probably not. Most people don't read the Bible until they go to church. Oh, did I say that on live Christian radio? I did. Do you feel bad? Yes, you do. That's because it's the truth. Be free. Admit it. It's so much easier to just be honest. Do you realize most people cannot be honest, not even with themselves? We all will go straight to either denial or justification. Well, I, I didn't get a chance because well, that sounds like denial or is that justification. Well, no, you don't understand. Um, is that denial or justification? See, you're talking about you. I can't speak for you. I can only speak for me. The truth will let me be free. So I'm going to be free today. <sighs> I read my Bible today. I do whatever I have to do. Whether it's read it first thing in the morning, as soon as my eyes open, yes, it's a system I created with a friend. It's called accountability. It works. Try it. Hey, scripture text. I have a friend on the East Coast. They scripture text me. I scripture text them back. If they don't hear back from me, it's like, hey, what's going on with you? You okay? Yeah, because it's a it's an accountability thing. That way, I'm able to read my Bible every day. And then if I don't read it, I've got audio Bible too now. <laughs> It doesn't get any better. If you don't know how to do audio Bible, somebody will help you. We don't have any excuses. If you have any affinity, affiliation to that cross, then thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my pathway. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He said it. He said seven I am's while he was walking the earth. Do you know what they are? Yeah. I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah, they all start with I am. I'm the bread of life. Think about it. Go and find those scriptures and read the rest. I just gave you the intro. What does that have to do with anything as far as caring? Well, if you're going to care, you're probably acting more like a Christian than a demon. (laughs) Wait, do demons care? Uh, Actually, they do. But for what purpose? Aha! See, demons don't have the good in them. I told a young lady this week, isn't it cool how you can spell good and still have to spell God, G-O-D? My God, capital G, I told her, is not that good. But what about devil? Ooh, evil's in there. Did you realize that? The word evil is in devil? Yeah, they're connected. But isn't it cool how you can't spell devil without spelling evil, and you can't get to good without God? That's what I told her. Have you thought about getting to God today in a way that lets him know that you need him, one, that you want him? And and most of all, that you want to figure out a way to care in a way where people know who you are, that you care, and that you're about them, not you. Remember, selfish versus selfless. Who wins? You determine the winner because it's about self. It's about you, right? It's all about me. That's how most of us act. We look out for self first. Selfishness, that's what we do. Or are we selfless? We look out for someone else. Well, you don't understand. I take care of my kids. I take care of my husband. I take care of my dogs. And I do everything for everyone. And I do nothing for myself. I didn't say that you you can't do anything for yourself. I'm a caregiver full time. You should always take care of yourself first as a caregiver. That's a mantra that I learned in the caregiving world. Why? Because if there is no care for the caregiver, there is no care. Did you catch that? Say it slowly. If there is no care for the caregiver, there is no care. Jesus has already provided the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and this one is catchy. Watch it. The L I F E, the life. Get some life today so you can care. That way, when people come up to you and ask you, do you care? You can check yourself and say, yeah, actually I do because I've got some life in me and that life is enough to sustain me to help you do what you need to do because Jesus cares about me. Oh, it all came together. Wasn't that cool? Jesus cares about me so I can care about you. If you don't have Jesus within, get him today. Ask him, Lord, come on in, help me out here. I need you. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ 1210 AM. Look for us on your local podcast, Carrying the Burden. All podcasting stations waiting for you. Join us next week.